Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. <laughs> By the way, you can ask me anything. Nothing's taboo or off limits, so you can let it fly. Good to know. Good to know. Välkommen till ännu ett avsnitt av Rock Bottom. Och nu i ett dag så måste ni kunna engelska förstå ni för att annars så blir det svårt att hänga med när Brent från Shinedown ska prata med oss. Så vi säger vi helt enkelt welcome to Rock Bottom. Thank you very much. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for taking the time to do the interview. Well, thank you so much. And a Florida guy in snowy Stockholm. It's interesting. Uh, the the band's estate is Florida. I'm not from Florida. Oh, okay. I formed the band in Florida. I'm actually from Tennessee. Oh, there's not so, too much snow there. Not too much. <laughs> Even though I remember being like uh, younger, I think I, I think my mother had spoken about a couple of blizzards when I was younger. But I actually think this is beautiful outside. It's really, really nice today. Well, we're from here. We hate it. You hate no, it? I used to live in Florida. I, I love coming back here. I love oh, the winter. I can't stand snow. I can't stand yeah. it for, it's probably something for a second. Wrong with me. But they had a blizzard in Texas uh, this year. Yeah, did they? I don't no. know. I've been I've been overseas for, for a while. I haven't been to the U.S. for a minute. I don't even know what's going on in America at the moment. Right. <laughs> so for, for anyone who's not that familiar with the band, uh, give us the, the background of the band just briefly. The background of the band. Um, there's not a way to do that briefly. Um, you can take be- your time. Then. Well, no, because it's uh, it, it's a bit Shakespearean in a way. Um, let me condense it. So uh, basically, the background of the band was uh, in late 1999. Uh, my band from the city that I'm from, uh, which is a city called Knoxville in the uh, state of Tennessee. Uh, That band was signed to Atlantic Records. It was dropped after nine months. I was re-signed to a development deal, and then that took me on a three-year journey where I created and found the members that would um, eventually become Shinedown. We did two records, and then upon the second record, uh, there were just very difficult inner turmoil with uh, some of the members, so I had to let two original members go thus the sound of madness when enter zach myers and eric bass who basically uh if it hadn't been for the two of those gentlemen i might not be sitting here with you right now because in a lot of ways they were they were the glue that made the band uh go to the next level and now fast forward to uh 
2018, we're getting ready to release our sixth record on Atlantic Records for which and the Warner Music Group here. Um, but attention, uh, attention, attention, <laughs> attention. Yeah, May fourth, uh, first single's already out, Devil, um, along with uh, pre-orders and all kinds of that great stuff that everybody. Five hundred signed albums or something. The first uh, edition. Uh, two thousand. Two thousand. Two thousand. Yeah, that's a lot of gone pen work. and like, that's a lot of pen work. It is like gone. That is, yeah, it like went in like an hour or something like that. Wow. So, but yeah, it's uh, there's a uh, there's a lot of peaks and valleys to the story, um, but it all kind of really just comes back to uh, the band is just not a band that phones anything in. We don't make the same record twice, and uh, we climb a lot of mountains, and we usually reach the top of a lot of them. But we'll take a moment to uh, pat each other on the back and say good job. But then we, uh, it's just time to find a bigger mountain. When it comes to to fighting uh, within bands, it's not unheard of. No, <laughs> most no, bands ha- has changed members. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, some have come back, mm-hmm. some, some have completely yeah. changed. Yeah, uh, is there a main reason? Do you think, or is it just you know, guys together can't get along in close quarters <laughs> in a bus <laughs> and no makeup sex after fighting? For <laughs> us particularly, um, it had a lot to do with uh, substance abuse and attitudes. And I uh, I needed to get clean. Otherwise, I was probably just going to, you know, I would have probably died on the road from an overdose or, you know, some kind of a, it was, I mean, it just was, I hate to be so cliche about it, but uh, I was heavily addicted to drugs and alcohol. And uh, some of the people around me, Uh, I knew they were never going to change, and I had to change. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I had to let them go. Um, they were doing drugs too. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, and and it was very toxic too. So there was just no way of. It was one of those things where I had already given myself a bunch of chances, and I just kept going down the same road. And in a lot of ways, I just refused to be a cliche. Mm-hmm. And. Um, And I wish those guys the best. I, I know that they're actually doing, a, you know, they're doing quite well in their own lives. And that that's fantastic. But from me and Barry, uh, the, the drummer, you know, once again, the amount of just love and affection and care Zach and Eric had coming into the project because they so they so really wanted to be in the band. This wasn't about being a hired gun. This was about being... A part of the band because the band needed strength and the band needed uh, encouragement and the band needed structure, mm-hmm. um, especially when you're trying to get yourself healthy, not only physically but psychologically and emotionally. Uh, you got to get good people in there, otherwise, it's just it's you know the poison will eventually kill the project and kill the band. It, and we just why is it so many musicians fall into the trap of drugs, know, drugs, drugs. and I'm, alcohol I'm, and I'm so glad you got out of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but the, the thing too with me about that is just um like I don't talk about it very often uh with people, um bec- unless they ask me. Um the way that I, I look at it is I didn't do drugs today. I didn't drink today. I don't know what I'll do tomorrow. I never went to rehab. I never, I didn't, I don't do a 12 step program or anything like that. A day that. at the time. Yeah. Because that's the only way I know how to do it. Um, I, I just, I, I cannot necessarily in regards to that part of my life, I can't think like two months down the line. I have to take it one day at a time. But the other thing too, is I'm consumed by first and foremost, the most important thing in my life is my 10 year old son 
Um, but ultimately what I do here is for him as well. So I, that was another reason. And he likes you to stick around for a while. Yeah, because that was a very key point. Um, I had him when he, I, I had just turned 30 Mm -hmm. and it was very apparent to me, like, I'm not going to be any good to him if I'm dead. So, uh, there were a lot of factors involved in it. Um, but, uh, why, musicians fall into it i think it's because there's some kind of uh i think there's a bit of a romance involved in the wild nights and the the glitz and the glam and the lights and the the sex and the drugs mm-hmm. and the rock and roll the interesting thing about that is that's just a fairy tale because 8 a.m comes in the morning whether you want it to or not and at 30 years of age also uh at that time, I was like, I'm just, I'm just fed up with hangovers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so comes the time. A good as reason as any. Yeah, I just it's it's also it's bigger than that, but it's just uh, I stopped um, I stopped doing a lot of substances, and then started to realize that everything got a lot more in focus, and everything got a lot clearer, um, and that actually even terrified me even more. Because all of a sudden, there's no more numbing. There's no more like facade across the, uh, you know, the focus to the world. It's actually completely in focus, and it can be frightening. You know, sobriety could be a wake up call to yeah, reality. Absolutely, and it's it. You know, it, it doesn't happen like overnight. It's a process. Um, the best thing that anyone can do, and and what I try to do is surround myself with really, really good people, people that are interesting, that are artistic, that I know genuinely love me and I genuinely love them. And, uh, you know, I have that now more so than ever. The band is, in my personal opinion, this record uh, is the best work we've done in over a decade. Um, and it, uh, you, can, uh, make, you can make legendary rock and roll when you're clean. Well, amen to that. Yeah. <laughs> Listening to uh, the, your old old sound, uh, even the old uh, records, uh, but especially the new one. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I get a f- vibe of the early '90s. You know, right after you know the the, the hair metal mm-hmm. uh, when Alice in Chains and Pearl Jam and Nirvana came. Yeah, with the guitars and the way the riffs are uh, constructed. Uh, you know, you're the, talking the way about you, you bend uh, the riffs. It's early '90s in a way. I think you're talking about monsters, yeah. <laughs> um, which is the song on the record. Um, there are elements of that because there's elements of a lot of different. Um, the exposure on the record is very, very specific. Um, of course, if you look at our age group, we are very, very influenced by that era um, because it was an amazing era, in my opinion, for rock and roll. Um, you know, especially with the shift in the tones of just the way music was recorded from the 80s to the 90s. Actually, almost overnight. Literally overnight. Um, It was a weird thing going from Poison to Nirvana like that. (laughs) Yeah, um, a a very young man from Aberdeen, Washington, destroyed hair metal within the blink of an eye. You know, Um, and but the, the fact of the matter is, is there's a lot of individuals that I understand where the the timing for when that happened it was like all of those bands 
with the style of the 80s and the early or the early 80s to the middle to like the late 80s, like they had spent so much time honing that sound. And then here comes a very interesting group of people that just completely destroyed that layout. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think Kurt Cobain or Eddie Vedder, that was their intention. That's the interesting thing. Those those guys and Lane Staley from Alice in Chains, mm-hmm. you know, and you know, you dig deep into like Sonic Youth and you get even further like Mudhoney and the Melvins and all these bands that like were built off of, quite frankly, I mean, Kurt Cobain, his like two biggest influences were David Bowie and Black Sabbath. So, I mean, you look at those, those, that's a very broad outlook. And I think in a lot of ways, the songs got really serious because it was time for the music to get serious. And just like now in 2018, you know, you talk about the way that people consume music and you talk about how it's instant gratification and how the the element of surprise is kind of gone because there's just an infrastructure of it's limitless. And I hear bands even now just bash the streaming system and they're really, really just bitter and they're talking to this, you know, this this younger generation, like you're stealing this and you're doing that. Those kids haven't done anything because they were born at this time. Into they don't it. know any other yeah. way. They don't know what a CD is because they weren't born into it. No. They were born basically with a smartphone when they came out of the womb because mm-hmm. that's where we are. But the interesting thing with that, too, is I'm watching a younger generation of millennials and even younger right around like 14 to 18 because of the resurgency of vinyl and a lot of the global markets and even the CD. And now I'm finding out that there's a nostalgia coming back for the younger generation for cassettes. Yeah, it's yeah. nowhere. And yeah. I never saw that coming. Yeah. I, I could see vinyl maybe, but yeah. cassettes. <laughs> and what's happening is it's a really beautiful thing, which is I'm watching these 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 young men and women their eyes light up like eating chocolate cake for the first time, mm-hmm. opening up a, a record and going, wait a minute, you mean there's another way to experience music? Yeah. And it's like, absolutely, there mm-hmm. is. For, for these millennials, music experience has always been just the music. For, for me, mm-hmm. growing up in the 70s, mm-hmm. sitting on the subway with Kiss' new album, yeah. not being able to listen to it yeah. until I got home, just, just smelling the, the vinyl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was like, I almost came you know, before yeah. I came home. Right. That was completely gone with just an MP3. That's true. Um, In the same breath of that, there's also a a dynamic of knowledge because there is no ceiling on the amount of music you can consume. So you can really get a very, very, I mean, even more broad, broader than ever. Um, Some people, you know, that's the great thing about music. Everybody has an opinion. The one thing that's never going to change, though, I'm going to give you a couple of dynamics, at least from my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. You're never going to be able to replace drums, bass, guitar, badass vocals in a killer song. It's never going to happen sure. because it's awesome. And there's a, the only thing that I know of that can create an instantaneous emotion is music. It's I've watched it cure cancer. You know, I've watched it take someone that is completely destroyed and emotionally distraught and just, you know, they've given up. And all of a sudden that song comes on or they think about that song and they go over and they can dial it up quick. And all of a sudden it brings them back to life. It's so it's it's very powerful. So do you have real drums on your records? Absolutely. <laughs> Good. So that's an interesting thing that uh, you bring up. So uh, the one 
Because that's the first thing that they did away with in the studio. Drummer's mm -hmm. awful, you know. It's tough to to get the sound right. You know, it takes a lot of time. It's gonna keep time. Get rid of him. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, Barry Kirch is getting ready to have his second Modern Drummer cover. So, um, you know, he uh, he continuously steps it up. Um, and especially on this record, he's he was just an extraordinary, just an animal <laughs> um, in a good way. But we're very, very fortunate with this being our sixth record. Um, we've had a lot of amazing teachers. Um, Rob Cavallo is, a, is quite a mentor of mine in regards to the studio and a lot of other engineers over the years that we've really learned a lot from. And with that being said, um, Eric has produced, you know, singles in regards to the records that we've we've done. He produced Cut the Cord. He produced Diamond Eyes. Uh, he did Her Name is Alice for the Tim Burton and Johnny Depp reimagining of Alice in Wonderland. Uh, we were on the first Avengers soundtrack, and uh, we had a song on there that Eric produced. But now is the time for... It was time for Eric to do it. I remember going to the label and they were wanted to talk about it. who are we going to get to do this record, and I, I told them we're gonna we're gonna do it ourselves. Mm -hmm. And the great thing about Atlantic and what Warner, what was the response to that? They said that's amazing. Let's like we're with you, hundred percent. Mm -hmm. We've kind of earned, actually not kind of, we've earned the right <laughs> to be able to do that because. I mean, at the end of the day, it is called the music business and you do need to make the label money. Yeah. And we've continuously shown them that we're um, because we don't ever rest on our laurels. We tour relentlessly. We always step it up. We never ever phone a record in like we can't make the same record twice. It's just not in our DNA. Um There was nobody else that could do this record. There was nobody else that could have done it. Eric has a has a good way of. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. 
expressing why we decided to do this, which is we would rather go crazy making it ourselves than watching someone else go crazy trying to make it. Okay. So it's a it's a it's a literal it's 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 um not only is it defiant and is it a statement and is it laser focused, there were never any moments in the recording process where, you know, Eric second-guessed himself or second-guessed any of us. There was never any, like, I don't know about this. I'm not sure. Scratching his head. Like, maybe we should use a guitar. I don't know. What do you think? Well, I'm not sure. He was never like that. He he was always, you know, he's the captain of the ship in regards to this, uh, to this record. Alongside me, too. But he also mixed the album. And that was on purpose because we tried to work with someone that we had worked with many, many times and mm-hmm. it just wasn't working out. And so we went back to the drawing board in regards to the mixing and it took Eric a minute to kind of set his brain to the idea. Cause he, not that he was done, but the, the goal was to produce the record and then take a breath and then give it to a mixer, be there with them, but have, mm-hmm. you know, your, your baby come back at you yeah. and it was just going to sound amazing. That did not happen. And it was massively frustrating. So I got him out of where he was and back to Charleston, South Carolina, where we recorded the record. And it took a minute, but he locked into it. Um, And then the beautiful thing about that was his technique and what he did, he didn't sound replace anything. He used everything that was organic. He's, he knows all the technical idealism behind the frequencies and the plugins and all that dynamic, but he doesn't care about it. He's only caring about what comes out of the speaker and how it hits his heart. That's mm-hmm. the only thing he cares about. So the reason why the record sounds as massive as it does and as big as it does is because it's in your face, really. very in your very face. Much so. Yeah, is because it didn't. Uh, it's because it wasn't ran through a factory. Because when you go into these situations with certain mixers, then they mix everybody. And why? I'm not even talking about just rock, rock the the rock community. You're talking about you know rap and urban and hip hop and 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 pop and even country and just they're the same guys and some and some females um, that are really great engineers. But it starts to sound the same because they're using the same sound replace drums. They're mm-hmm. using the same frequencies. They're using the same compression. They're using the same EQ on everything. That's not what we wanted to do. And that's why the record doesn't sound like anybody else except for Shinedown, which was exactly what we set out to do. Good. Oh. Lyrically, uh, uh, it's quite interesting. Is, is it a, almost intense. a theme Almost a theme to the lyrics on the record? It was, it was by inception in the original beginning of listening to everything, And when I say listening to everything is, long story short, in 2016, we were finishing up a massive tour with another band and we were in all arenas and Eric was just, he didn't want to, he was afraid he was just going to be bored all day long because you you wait all day to play for your hour and 30 minutes. And and we're very structured on the road. Um, So he brought his Pro Tools rig with him, his smaller one. And he just made a conscious decision. Every day he was going to go into the building, into the venue. He was going to find a room, put himself in the room. He was going to write a composition. Mm -hmm. No lyrics, no melody, just in a song format, three minutes and 30 seconds, maybe four minutes at the longest. And at the end of that tour, he had 22 pieces of, he had 22 compositions. Mm -hmm. So in the beginning of 2017, I went to Charleston to listen to them. 
And as I listened to them all sitting with him in the studio, I thought to myself, sounds like a concept record. Sounds like, because it all, you know, it, it was, it all sounded correct coming after the next, just even musically. The interesting thing was that what he did gave the idea and the spark for the idea of what about a concept record? Because we've never done it. And the only thing that we use from those sessions is the intro, which is the synth that starts the song Brilliant, which is the finale of the record. Everything else we started to write from the ground up. Mm -hmm. So it's not a concept record. It's called, at least we deem it this, which is, uh, it's a story album. So the beginning of the record starts and you hear, um, you hear what we call the machine and it's kind of rhythmic, almost like the like a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. You hear a knock on the door. The door opens, walks inside. You can hear the footsteps. Chair gets pulled up. Person sits down, takes a deep breath, exhales. Devil starts. Yeah. So you're starting from the most terrifying part of the story right out of the gate. So that element takes you all the way through this journey of this individual. Everything is also very symbolic and metaphoric, even down to the fact that everything had to come out for this record. Certain things had to be timed to come out altogether. Case in point, devil, but also case in point, devil and the video at the same time. Because mm-hmm. the uh, the other goal is, because it's a story album, every song will have a video, and within the next year, you will see the complete story. Wow. So cool. inside of that, a lot of the elements are this empty room and this chair. Everything in the album takes place inside the room. And this person is psychologically what we call digging in the dirt. Mm-hmm. And it starts off very dramatic and, and extremely you know, terrifying and almost breathtaking. It's a bit Shakespearean in a way. Um, and all of those elements, I'll give you a key point too. In the devil video, Towards the end, you'll see it as it climaxes. Um, That's what Jesse. Yeah, the, at the end of, as it gets closer to the end of the video, you will see one quick frame that happens. After, I missed that. <laughs> what, the quick frame? <laughs> so um, you'll see one quick frame that'll happen. It's about two seconds, but it's the chair in the room on its own. No oh. one's in it and, it, and it pulls back. But it's very specific why that's there. I want the audience... And the listener to put themselves in the chair. So it becomes your story also. Mm-hmm. And the beautiful thing about it is you can hear the shift in the record where all the chaos, you weathered it, but you start to feel your confidence come back and you can feel it towards the finale. And then going into, you know, the last few songs on the album, especially the human radio, going into um, the last song, which is is brilliant. Um, and I know you don't know what the human radio sounds like, but that symbolizes everybody outside the building calling to the person inside that everyone's out there waiting for them and that they're saying, you're not alone. Um, the human radio is a symbol of the record's heartbeat. So going into that, then you'll reach Brilliant, which, um, you know, that the last three records, we've done ballads last, and we wanted to do the complete opposite of that. But it follows the story because mm-hmm. you're sending this person on their way back into the world, mm-hmm. and it's my day to be brilliant. And then so at the end, too, you will hear the footsteps as the person gets up out of the chair. They walk to the door. Okay. You hear it open up, and then you hear a voice go, till next time, which is me. And then 
you'll hear the footsteps slowly kind of fade off and you'll hear that machine in the background again, slowly come back and then slowly fade out. So the goal is with that is just to make the listener want to listen to the record all over again. But the point of that, in a single mentality world with streaming and everything else, we were talking about the mm-hmm. fact that I see the generation a lot more curious about the experience. So some people have asked me, do you think that an album can survive in this day and age? And my answer is 100% absolutely. As long as it's extraordinary and as long as it is done with conviction and passion, um, this record is absolutely 100% necessary right now for music, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Great. I was thinking about one thing that's really imp- important these days, and, and that's the the lack of music magazines, the, the lack of viewers on MTV, all those tools that were readily available for the, for the bands in, in the uh, 80s. Yeah. I was a part of that. I, I worked for a music magazine, and, and we printed tons with bands. Right. And today it's virtually just internet and what have you and uh, Instagram right. and whatever. Uh, how has that changed the way you you uh, expose yourself to, to, to the world? The marketing tools mm-hmm. and official yeah. media. So the dynamic of that is interesting for every band. Um, it's also interesting, you know, if you break out of just like rock, um, that market, even from an international point of view, every country is different. They really are. Um, the internet is something that we we have a saying. Um, the internet is undefeated, and it, and it, and it's always going to be. Mm-hmm. So you have to learn how to work with it, and you have to also learn. You've got to find your lane. Of course, you want to get as much exposure as you can as an artist, no matter what kind of music you do, to as many people as possible. But instead of I see like just the the negativity that people discuss online and that they have everybody has an opinion online. But here's the great thing about that. You don't have to look at it. You can choose to be a part of the solution instead of part of the problem. It's very easy to like get on a bandwagon and just give up and pardon my French, but it be an asshole. Nobody wants to hang out with an asshole. So it you've got to find um, integrity. Mm-hmm. And for a band, and I can only speak for myself because you know, the band that I'm a part of, we have a bigger picture to be able to go in front of a lot of different lanes. But the key right now, because we're in a bit of a transition too, because we're figuring things out from a marketing side as well, you know, and what works and what doesn't. But we're not saying, you know, I don't want to do this and I'm just going to stay the way that I always am. And, you know, I'm never going to be able to adapt and, you know, I'm not going to change. I don't think I should have to change. Well, okay, that's just not the way we think. So you got to find your lane. You got to find where people are um, where they're attracted to you. There's got to be something about you that works with certain people. And a lot of times the the music and the songs, they'll they'll act that'll actually do the work for you if you let it. It's just when people open their mouths sometimes, you turn a lot of people off if you say the wrong thing. Same thing with politics and anything else. You know, right now in in society, not just from where I'm from, but 
there's a lot of sensitivity out there. Mm-hmm. Nobody can really crack a joke anymore. Hey, you know? welcome to Sweden. <laughs> yeah. And it's, you know, I I don't think that, I don't know if I necessarily, I don't know if I necessarily look at it in the way of, okay, well, before these comments were funny, like certain things like back in the 80s, in 80, like in regards to females mm-hmm. and it disrespectful and like you're just supposed to, you know, as a woman, just shrug it off because uh, you know, it's a man's world and all that. That's bullshit. You know, like everybody has an opinion. Everybody has a mind and a heart and a soul and they have ideas and they have a character and they have a personality. Everyone should be respected. And I totally, on every single level, um, some of the most incredible people I know, smart, talented, funny, and just extraordinary people are women. So, you know, this whole thing that's going on right now with that divide is, you know, something that I think has been building up. But once again, you got to figure out if you're an ambassador for change and building in a positive community. And, and really expressing that, not only with your music, but bringing people together. All I want to do is play for the masses. All I want to do is stand on any platform that I've been bestowed because an audience wants to hear what I have to say and they want me to entertain them. I am here to serve. You know, that's, that's what I asked for. And I think sometimes people will forget that um, in regards to personality and in regards to you know, artistic freedom and all of those elements. But the sensitivity can sometimes be a hindrance because then all of a sudden you don't have, you're not tough. You know, it's like you have to be able to, and there's a reason I'm saying this, and it's a lot of what attention, attention is about. The record is about not being afraid to fail because you're not going to be defined by your weakness. You're not going to be defined by your failure because at the end of the day, if you try, even if you got to try over and over and over again, that's called determination. That's not failure. Mm-hmm. And eventually you will win, you know, but you cannot be afraid to fail. That's that's a big part of what attention attention is. It, it may not be pretty, but the more you go after what you believe in, eventually you'll make your mark. And with that, unfortunately, the time's up and we have a final question for you. We ask this to everyone. Yes, sir. Please. Name your cheesy song. A song that you're not... Yeah, a cringe song. Something that you're not proud of. Something that you listen to maybe a little bit secretly. But you wouldn't put it on the tour bus and say, I I like this song. It's not something... One of our songs? No, no, no. Anything. Something else. It could be from your childhood, whatever. A song that you really like, but nobody would really... Something that your fans would not expect (laughs) you to listen to. It's not going to give you a lot of credit. (laughs) ABBA, SOS. Oh, what a great song. We love you for that. It's a good song. But I absolutely like that. I love ABBA. And, I, you know, cringe, but like, I can see everybody else going, what the hell is this? <laughs> you know, but I'm like in the front lounge, just grooving, you know. Yeah, really. it, it, here's the thing, too. The, the next time you listen to SOS. We're going to think about you. <laughs> think about me. We will. But take an initiative with both of your ears when the chorus happens. If you listen to the guitar part 
in that song because the scale is actually in a tritone. It's actually really metal. It is. Like if you <laughs> if you know how it's played, it's actually a very very metal part. Cool. So it's it's pretty rad actually. But I that that would might that might make everybody else around me cringe, <laughs> but um you know, that, that that would be the one where I would actually get off on watching them cringe while I'm, like, jamming to it. <laughs> <laughs> Just making them uncomfortable. You know what I mean? Brad, it was a pleasure Absolutely. having you here. Thank you so and, uh, much. Like we so say much. to everybody. Thanks Thanks very, very much. everything. Thank you so much. I appreciate the time, guys. We'd Thank like you. to finish off with, with just saying up your bottom. Up your bottom? Yeah. Oh, I it's just called did rock it. bottom, this rock. show. <laughs> All right. Up your bottom. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.